0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the In My Prime podcast. Today's, we got a pretty fun episode because, obviously, NBA started. So, I'm going to dabble in some Thursday Night Football, some Sunday Football, and some Thursday NBA action. Before we get into that, I wanted to clarify what, I, what my plans are for NBA. And uh, to be <coughs> to be completely honest with you, I, uh, I'm not going to overexpose myself to NBA right away because... First of all, I want to remain focused on football. I don't want to jumble up my brain and uh, just put too much energy into basketball right away. It's a long season. There'll be a lot of props. Try to not have FOMO, all that. But uh, to be honest, it's because NFL, I'm not exactly where I am, where I want to be right now. Like up 1.5 fucking units through seven weeks is not at all where I want to be. So I'm going to remain very focused on NFL I am going to dabble in NBA, um, try to have like one to three props a night. Obviously, when uh, NFL is like in the playoffs or week 17, week 18, maybe even week 16, I'll start to ramp up NBA and get back to where I was like four to seven props a night around there or something like that. But anyways, just wanted to make that clear that NBA, I will be betting it most days, But at the same time, it's going to be lower volume, like one to three props. I'm trying to max max myself out at three because once I start getting past there, I start using too much brain energy and uh, start getting less focused in on football. Because like I said, man, I'm just one guy. I don't have like a team or nothing. Just one guy, no model, no nothing. Just uh, trying to handicap the game the best that I can. So with that being said, let's get into Thursday Night Football. We got a lot of stuff today. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Uh, but start with handicapping the game, uh, Tampa Bay-Buffalo. We got Buffalo 9.5 point favorites. Honestly, Tampa Bay, their offense has been so damn bad the past, uh, past few weeks. I think Baker's really coming back down to earth. They can't run the ball to save their damn lives. Buffalo has obviously looked like shit the past few weeks against uh, Jacksonville, New York, Giants, and uh, the... New England Patriots however Buffalo is a team that I just believe in Josh Allen I believe in this team that has been so damn good the past few years I think this is a nice bounce back spot and I think Tampa Bay is kind of showing their true colors so I I do think that Buffalo wins pretty comfortably here and that's gonna get in give me into the uh prop that I have for this game it is Latavius Murray over 24 and a half rushing yards Played that at minus 115 at DK. And, yeah, getting into this. So, Latavius, he's actually played 47% and 42% of the snaps the last two weeks, which is kind of like a 1B role. You know, it's like when you're playing that many, that many snaps, it's not like even like you're like the backup. You're like in a 1B. He only had four rushing attempts last week in an ugly game script, ugly game, terrible game for the Buffalo Bills against the Patriots. But he did have 12 carries a week before. Against the Giants. And, uh, there's no Damian Harris for this one. So, the clear, clear guy behind Cook. There's also, like, that short, like, the short week angle where backup running backs are kind of more involved on a short week, obviously, playing on Thursday night. That's, uh, for, like, workload, injury reasons. You don't want to overfeed a guy, uh, just on a short rest, you know? And, uh, this could also definitely be true because he got out touched six of sixteen last week by, uh, by James Cook, and when you look at James Cook, he's not like a big back at all. He didn't handle a workload last year at all. He didn't handle a workload at college at all. So, just James Cook on a short week, I, I don't see the reason. I don't think that the Bills will try to overfeed him, especially if we can hit that positive game script. You know, it's like we got Latavius, big bruiser. Let's uh let's get let's feed him. He's been playing a lot recently. We trust him, you know, all that. And uh already broke down the game script, but I do like the Bills to bounce back at home. Nine and a half point favorites. Hopefully you see a positive game script here. We know that the Bills can get up quick on teams. Defense for the Bills hasn't been great. They lost Matt Milano, Tradavius White, I think a couple other guys. Which are big losses, but like I said, against this Buffalo or Tampa Bay offense, I just I don't think it might matter that much. <clears throat> Getting into Tampa's offense, uh they're ranked 30th in success rate overall. Like I said, they cannot run the ball. And when you're just having such a little success, it's really hard to maintain drives. So that plays into time of possession. That plays into um total plays ran by a team, you know? So uh, like you got to like that. Getting into Tampa's run defense, they are 16th in rush EPA, 19th in success rate. And when you look at the injury report for the Bucs, one of the best defensive tackles in football, Vita Vea, for the Bucs. He has not practiced at all this week with a groin injury. And if he's limited or he doesn't play at all, that would definitely hinder Tampa's defensive line, Tampa's run defense significantly. So all in all, I mean, Latavius, he's been super involved recently anyways, but then you add on the short week, um, you got to expect more of the same here, you know. You got to expect him to be on the field a decent amount. Bills is big favorites here. I I like them to bounce back. I think that will create a nice positive game script where the Bills can run the ball a lot, maybe are trying to run out the clock. I have uh, Murray projected for around 8 to 9 rushing attempts here, and we just got to hope for league average efficiency to get there, which I think he can do. So uh, play for TNF is Latavius Murray over 24.5 rushing yards. Is there any other spots that I really looked into? I think I missed the best line on Kincaid, but uh, obviously with Kincaid had a really good week last week. But that's not even the point. It's like Dawson Knox is out, even the backup tight end like Morris who caught a touchdown on Sunday night football, he's out. So I mean Kincaid is probably going to have like a ninety ninety five percent real participation here. Really talented guy, uh, really low ADOT <clears throat> this year. Like ADOT's been ridiculously low. If his 3.5 receptions line wasn't so juiced, I would definitely have played that. But uh, if you can find like a, something to parlay with to reduce the juice, maybe like Bill's money line or something. Uh, I like Dalton Kincaid over 3.5 receptions. think that Kincaid is a decent game. For the Buck side of things, uh, like I said, men, uh, I, I don't like the game script for them. They can't run the ball at all. Rashad White, 43.5, sounds low, but under, under nothing for me for sure. Obviously, um, expect a pretty pass heavy, pass heavy look for the Bucks. Think that if you can find some data to get behind Evans or Godwin, do not mind that at all. Weather in Buffalo is very very good, so uh, nothing nothing wrong there. Obviously, it's like Buffalo who sometimes has weather issues, so uh, nice with that. If you want to attack through the passing game, I think like a Baker passing attempt line would make sense, like thirty three and a half. Maybe even completions if you think he can be pretty good with that uh but yeah um that's a, that's about it for for that game official play for Thursday Night football is latavius Murray over 24 and a half rushing yards and maybe if you see this late uh Murray will have a rushing attempt line by now uh let me click check to see I think his attempts will be a little bit um more safe maybe we we'll get like a six and a half line I, I would not mind that at all mind that at all if you are watching this. And it's a little late, and you already see a line there. All right, uh, staying on the NFL side of things, actually, let's let's get into NBA, and then let's go back to NFL Sunday. So, staying on Thursday, uh, there's we got two NBA games: uh, Philly at Milwaukee, Phoenix at Los Angeles Lakers. First NBA prop is Tyrese Maxey over twenty nine and a half PRA. Played that minus one twenty at MGM. So without Harden last year. And with 30 plus minutes, we saw Maxi clear this line in nine out of 12 games, and he averaged 34.2 PRA in those games. To be honest, uh, Maxi, he's just a guy who I think everyone, myself included, expects to take a leap. I think this is like his fourth year in the league. He's obviously proven to be like really good, but he just, he's going to get a really big opportunity. Um, like I said, he's a really good player. And yeah, I, I think that he's just bound to take a leap, especially with Harris getting older. Embiid will obviously be great, but really expect Tyrese to take a leap here. Also, look at the roster, man. They really, like, lack playmakers. I mean, if you look around, they have De'Athony Melton, Patrick Beverley. It, like is like, the other guards really projected to get significant playing time. And then, like, maybe Jaden Springer gets into the rotation a little bit, but he's not much of a playmaker. Like, they they really don't have any assist people like if you like just like look at the roster no one really consistently gets assists so tires Maxey is going to be tasked big time with just having the ball in his hands making plays if uh if you listen to like him on the jj Reddick podcast i remember him talking about working on ton of ball handling ton of passing and stuff so uh he's prepared for this i expect him to be solid at it get a lot of potential assists in game one uh, of an NBA season, Embiid, who's a bigger guy, struggled with conditioning in the past. Obviously, always kind of banged up. I could kind of see him not being a full goal minute wise. Same with Tobias Harris, who's getting up there in age. Then, also, you got to remember who their coach is. So, the Philadelphia 76ers head coach is now Nick Nurse. I mean, if, if you know, if you paid attention to basketball, if you bet on the Raptors last year, you know that these guys play huge minutes. Uh look at Fred VanVleet last year, 36.7 minutes per game. Pascal Siakam 37.4 minutes per game. Like I said, he just notoriously notoriously plays his young guys, his well mostly his starters, his guys he trusts big minutes. And uh he also kind of notoriously lets his guys play into blows, you know. So he's not one to pull the plug on people early. And if he is, if the Philly, if Philly does get blown up by Milwaukee here, I think Maxi will actually be able to go pretty deep, let him grow, let him get more reps. I think it would be like Embiid who would come out early. So yeah, with Maxie this year, I, I think he flirts with like 36, 37 minutes per game. He's young, he's in shape, should be ready. I, I expect him to play big minutes from the jump, especially compared to guys like Embiid and Harris. Look at the matchup with the Bucs. The Bucs without Drew Holiday honestly have like terrible guard defenders. I think that they're projected to start Lillard, Malik Beasley, Chris Middleton, Giannis and Brooke. And I'm pretty sure I heard that they plan on using Malik Beasley as their guy to guard like opposing number one guards and stuff. If that's the case, I mean, Malik Beasley is not a good defender. And couple that with. Brook, Giannis, who are good defenders, but all they're going to do is if if they're the guy guarding the pick and roll, even Bobby Portis, they're just going to sit in a drop. Maxi, he can shoot the shit out of the ball. He can score from the mid range, score from the three point, he can score from all three levels. So, Milwaukee, I I am not, I'm actually not intimidated by this matchup like whatsoever. Maybe it's hard to get some layups. So Maxi just such a quick twitch guy, he can get by them. He can lay it up especially like over like a slower guy like Brooke if he gets it going downhill at him I I just I really don't have matchup concerns at all here so to sum this one up the ball is just going to be in Maxie's hands a ton here uh minutes should be super high and I think the matchup's pretty good and I also just think that Tyrese Maxi is going to be a better player straight up than he was last year so I think he's ready for the moment um obviously he cleared this line in a Really had a really good hit rate on this without Harden last year to begin with, and like I said, I just think he gets better, and is tasked with more playmaking too. And like rebounds, um, I think his points and assist line is at like 27 and a half, so I mean, he just needs two rebounds to return value, and if he's going to be getting good minutes, that should be pretty easy to get, and maybe he can even get like get us like three, four or five rebounds too, which would which would help us, so... First play of the night for the NBA is Tyrese Maxi over 29 and a half PRA. All right. <clears throat> Next play Phoenix at the Lakers. Um, this one might be kind of unpopular, but I'm fading Kevin Durmicky, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Under forty four and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Played that at minus one seventeen at Caesars. I think this is just like an awful spot for the Suns here. I mean, they already got their first one of the year, uh, first one of the year out of the way. Um, if you look at the injury report, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, they are both doubtful to play. Honestly, I don't think that they play. I mean, obviously doubtful is not questionable. It's it's worse than that, but don't think that they play. Um watching the Suns in the first game, man, like outside of Book and KD, I guess Nurkic played already at his moments. But they really do not have much else at all. And that was kind of what we thought uh given all they traded and stuff, obviously. But they really don't have much outside of them. Um, I could honestly easily see them getting blown out in L.A. Facing a Lakers team, they should be focused and hungry. Started off the year 0-1, obviously. <clears throat> uh, yeah, like I said, focused and hungry to get that first win. Front of the home crowd. They got a really good roster this year. Obviously, maybe maybe to you, they didn't look good in game one. I mean, they're playing in Denver. That's like the against the best team in the league, toughest place to play. I thought they looked pretty good. On top of that, um, KD obviously, like I said, he's like the only bucket good around this team. If Booker and Beal don't go, he's going to see a ton of double teams early enough, and they're just going to make someone else beat him. I know this isn't the playoffs where they have all this time to game plan and stuff, but like I said, they're coming off this loss, second game of the year. I'm sure that they, uh, I'm sure that they looked ahead to this one with, over the offseason stuff. It's because it's the second game of the year and, and a pretty marquee matchup. Like I said, man, like KD, he's the only guy. They're going to see a ton of double teams. Everything for KD is going to be tough in this one. They also have like a really high incentive to pull KD early or limit his minutes if the game doesn't go to plan, if the game kind of gets out of hand for the Suns. I mean, he's a 35 year old with an injury history. Your team's already hurting. It's like if the game's just not going your way. There's just no point to force KD out there for um, extra minutes and stuff. You know, they they have a high incentive to pull him. All in all, so for KD to hit this, he'll have to play incredible. He'll have to make a ton of great plays, ton of tough shots, getting a ton of defensive attention. And on top of that, the Suns will have to stay competitive for this one. I have, I think that both these things happening are pretty unlikely. Obviously, it's Kevin fucking Durant. <laughs> like, he can do it. He's incredible. But I think that the odds are are in our favor this year. And then if Booker or Beale, who are both doubtful, I think that Booker's more likely to play if I had to guess. But if Booker or Beale plays, I mean we're just gonna get closing line and value on this play because obviously when you put in another star, it's gonna drop the other stars line because there's more options, you know. So I think we're gonna get uh, good closing value on that anyways and then obviously I, I really hate the spot for the Suns here so second NBA player second and last NBA play is KD under 44 and a half PRA alright now we got two NFL plays for Sunday man this is just a fun episode a lot, of, a lot of shit a lot of shit first play for Sunday is Brees Hall over 68 and a half rushing yards minus 115 at MGM Brees, obviously, uh, if you've been keeping up with the NFL, started off on a snap count. He is no longer on a snap count. He's been taking over the backfield. Uh past two weeks, he's had 76% and 63% of the rush attempts for the Jets. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's been pretty bad. Uh, Michael Carter gets, like, one carry out of the shotgun a game. He's just, like, a pass catcher, third down guy. It's a nice buy spot. Uh, coming off of a weird game versus Philly, uh, obviously the Jets won this one, but it was, like, a very tough sledding for The Jets offense and obviously Philly has like a super elite run defense he only went 12 for 39 on the ground and the offense struggled however if you look back in a game that was a positive game script against the Denver Broncos we saw Brees have 22 carries which is huge because it tells us that he is capable of receiving a heavy workload and Brees Hall is just fucking amazing and he turned that into 177 yards So, like I said, massive volume is definitely in-play here. And I just love the spot and matchup against the Giants. Jets' defense, they just have a huge, huge mismatch against this Giants' offense, this Giants' offensive line. Should lead to a positive or neutral at worst game script for the Jets and a decent amount of short possessions for the Giants, just getting them off the field quick. Also get the Jets off the bye week. I know their defense was pretty banged up coming in, but she'll get Sauce Gardner back for sure. Uh, I couldn't really tell you who else, but I'm sure there's like a guy or two who was banged up who could definitely use the rest, you know. So Jets coming off a of bye week helps. We get into the Giants' run defense. They are awful. They rank 30th in EPA, 28th in success rate. Running backs, uh, against running backs, they allow the 7th most rushing attempts, the 3rd most rushing yards, and the 3rd highest yards per carry. So very, very good matchup here. The game is being played on MetLife, obviously. Uh, two teams that share the same home field, so obviously the game's fucking at MetLife. <laughs> but uh, MetLife has a turf, and um, just playing on turf, uh, you run faster, you can uh, get higher speeds. It's uh, good for running backs, especially running backs like Brees, who can uh, re- who can really break break plays open when they get going. So that's a little thing that is a plus. So all in all, for the Jets, I expect a neutral game script at worst. Jets defense will give the offense a ton of chances in this one. Give them the ball a ton. Brees will handle the majority of touches because he's their guy. He's been dominating the backfield. Uh, Dalvin's been awful. So against a a terrible Giants run defense here, I I have Brees getting around like 18 rushing attempts, I'd say, and I think he gets like a little bit more than 80 yards or so, but... Yeah, Brice Hall is just an awesome running back. And this matchup, this game script, should get fed here. Should be able to break one against a bad defense. So, over 68.5 rushing yards for Breesall First Sunday play. Next play, we have Devontae Smith. Over 50.5 receiving yards. Minus 115 at DraftKings is where I played that. So, obviously Devontae Smith has kind of been bad this year. He's He's really struggled with drops. But drops are correctable. I'd rather have someone dropping the ball than not being able to get open, obviously. And I just, I don't think anyone, I especially don't <clears throat> question Smith's talent at all. I think just Smith struggling with drops, coupled with A.J. Brown literally coming off five straight, 125 plus yard games, I think it's just created a string of quiet games for Devontae. So 50 and a half is just like a ridiculously low line for him, anyways. But. Like I said, I mentioned AJ Brown, uh, one one hundred twenty-five yards in five straight games. Commanders, they are going to try and throw everything to slow him down. So when that happens, AJ Brown should see a ton of brackets, see a ton of doubles. The scheme should just be trying your best to limit AJ Brown. Now, uh, if that's the case, Smith, he should see a lot of single coverage. He should just see a like, he should just see a little amount of attention basically, and. The commanders, they're just they're a bad pass defense to begin with. Uh, they give up a ton of huge plays. They're 20th in EPA, dropback EPA on defense. They allow the fourth most receiving yards to wide receivers and the highest yards per catch, which is indicative of giving up a ton of big plays, obviously. So, Hertz, um, he's also dealing with a banged up knee. If you watched him play in that Sunday night game, he had a couple of rushes where he just looked slow as hell. And, uh, after the game, said he had a knee injury, uh, which is pretty obvious, but he clearly um, probably won't run as much here. Uh, if he's not running as much, it could hamper the whole run game because obviously read options open up the offense a ton. So I expect a little downgrade in the in the Eagles running game. I expect Hurts to serve more as a pocket passer here. And like I said, Devontae has just been so quiet recently. Makes sense if you're the coaches, you want to get him going. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Philly scheme him up a few things, trying to get him some looks, trying to get him going. So, yeah, all in all, man, I just think this is too low of a line for Devontae Smith. I think it's a super nice buy low. Uh, obviously, the talent's still there. A.J. Brown, he has been so damn good. He's kind of due a little bit of regression. Defenses are going to key in on him in like a big way compared to Devontae Smith with how they have both been playing this year. And obviously it's a great matchup against a terrible commander secondary that just gives up a ton of huge plays over and over again. So, yeah, man, uh, I just think that this is a really nice spot for Smith, really nice matchup, really nice buy low, which is what I preach on this podcast every fucking time. So I <laughs> think that Smith is in a really good spot in this 50 and this 50-and-a-half line. It's a bit low if you're into ladders. Which I do play on the side, but I just don't track ladders because I I like having a nice clean record, you know. I, I just like my record looking nice and nice and pure. Just one unit plays, just uh normal odds, all that good stuff. So but uh I think Smith ladders are a really good play too. So that is the second and final play that I have already for the NFL Sunday. Let's summarize what I got. So I gave up gave out for Thursday Night Football, Latavius Murray over twenty-four and a half rushing yards, minus one fifteen at DraftKings. For the two NBA plays, uh NBA is obviously on Thursday, same same date as the football game. Maxi over 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, minus one twenty eight MGM. Kevin Durant under 44 and a half PRA minus one seventeen at Caesars. And two early plays for the Sunday that I locked in are Brees Hall over sixty eight and a half rushing yards minus 115 at MGM and Devontae Smith over 50 and a half rec- 50 and a half receiving yards and minus 115 at DraftKings. All right, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed this style um, of podcast, you know, just dabbling in NBA at NFL. I- I'm not fully sure how I'm going to do this going forward. I, I kind of like this um, like this right now. I-, I don't think I have time right now without work and school and taking care of my little pup to do a podcast like every day for nba so i I, for now i think i am just gonna stick with doing an occasional sprinkle on some nba with an nfl pod probably like the monday night pod and the thursday night pod uh yeah so that's my plans hopefully you guys enjoyed this if you did make sure to leave five stars helps grow the pod a lot makes me happy it makes me feel like all this grind is worth it and yeah guys um best luck on your wagers tomorrow best luck on your wagers for the weekend and all that thank you guys for tuning in peace out